Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ma? Yes, I am. Let's go. Well, today we are going to North Hollywood, Brooklyn, and Alexandria, Virginia. We are all from our um, own little places in the world doing Gone with the Bushes End of 2022 Awards. <laughs> you all thought that you had escaped the best of 2022s, but here we are coming in late for the recap. We got a we got a lot of luggage coming with us. So, <clears throat> shall we start off with the top five movies, or shall we end with the top five movies? I'll say end. end. Yeah. Okay. So make a note of that because some people have been drinking for an hour. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay. Favorite actress this year. I'm going with, well, I have a runner-up. Okay. Susan Sarandon in Bull Durham is my runner-up. But my winner is Lucille Ball in Lourdes. Oh, Lourdes was great. 1927. Yeah, yeah a whole different side of Lucille Ball. Uh, yeah. That's mine. Mine was I have a tie. Well, I chose two, but they were co-stars. Oh, I did Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn and Death Becomes Her. Wow. Well done. Well done. So I had, as honorable mention, Susan Sarandon from Bull Durham and Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep from Death Becomes Her. Okay. Wow. But my best actress is Tatum O'Neill in Paper Moon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She won an award for that, too. And there are so many other great, outstanding performances. Like, I was like, Aaron, come. Because during the year, I started doing Because Teeny did it. And I was like, oh, that's so good. Like, during the year, having a tab or a file and just remember, like, oh, this is something for year end. This is something for year end. So then when I was looking at it to, cause we're going through this, I was like, Oh, but what about, Oh, but what about, I was like, yeah, relax, settle uh, down. So many, we did so many good movies this year. Mm. Okay. So, um, actor, I have a runner up. Uh-huh. My runner up is Paul Newman for either color of money or Paris blues. I mean, I'm reading his runner up. Wow. I'm reading his memoir and I'm totally enmeshed in in the Paul Newman experience. But I have to go that really, I never thought I'd say this. But my best actor this year is Kevin Costner for both Durham. Wow. Before Kevin Costner before the Oscar, I thought he was really good. Interesting. I didn't. Oh. I I don't. It, it's like some of them when I think back to the podcast because I don't really remember the episodes that well. But I, like some of these, I'm like, oh yeah, they she really enjoyed that. Oh yeah, but that comes out of left field. Yes, it does. Wow. Yes, it does. Okay, nice. Mine. My runner-ups were Denzel Washington and Don Cheadle in Devil in a Blue Dress. Yes. Oh, yes. They were so good. But I think my winner was Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption. That's true. Mm. I mean, I mean, there's, yeah. Oh, he so was, good. And and also his narration. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like his narration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have runner-up Paul Newman. <laughs> Specifically, The Color of Money. Man, great. But also Paris Blues. And then, man, this is like the best actress runner-up. I have Tim Robbins for Shawshank Redemption. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. But, like, best actress, my best actor is Ryan O'Neal in Paper Mood. Okay. You know who else is in the mix for uh, supporting actor? 
uh, Bruce Willis in Death Becomes Her too. He was oh, really yeah. good in that. He was really good in that. Like, mm-hmm. it, I, it's one of those when you look when you're like, oh yeah, he was. Like you forget Bruce Willis because I mean he's been in the news recently, and then you think of all his action movies and stuff, mm-hmm. and you kind of forget like no, he was a very gifted comedic actor. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So nice. against type. Okay, <clears throat> memorable cast moment. I have two. Um, well, a patch of blue. How did we not have Sydney Poitier? Okay, um, a runner-up is a black man having to save a white person again. In a That's- patch of blue. Uh huh. Oh yeah, he was the doctor. He was yes, and he was the blind girl. Because I was think I was gonna get confused with Paris Blues because they both have blues mm-hmm. in them. I know they both have Sydney Poitier. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah, I was yeah. getting those mixed up too. But um, I feel like the the bigger one is um, equating pedophilia to being half black in Devil in a Blue Dress. Devil in a Blue Dress. I felt like that was a a pretty uh, memorable cast moment. Well, I also, my memorable cast moment was, I just wrote Devil in a Blue Dress. Yes. Because there was that, and then there was the whole thing about home ownership. We talked a lot about mm-hmm. black versus white home ownership. That movie had a lot, which another blue in it. Devil in a blue exactly. dress. Exactly. Oh, that's a blue. blue. Oh, man. I, I had, sorry, I could not take cast and just whittle it down to one. So I have a handful. Well, but because I kept, the, that was my last one to do. Because for cast in my notebook, it's usually blank because we just do it. So it was like, oh my God, what do I do? So I had to go to quotes, the quotables, and then go, oh, okay, okay. So yeah, I expected you to have a lot more. Yeah. But all right, so settle in, everyone. I got the ableism that was on display in Coda and Freaks. Um. Mm-hmm. And then also just the, the yeah, well, well, yeah, that. I have the dark advantage that death becomes her and the idealization of Western beauty standards, how they kind of freed me. Like, not completely freed me from all that bullshit, but they, they gave me a lot of space. And so that realization, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, at least there's that thing. Um... I have the queen. We remember we did the queen. Yeah. And I have like where are the marriages to to royalty from Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Swaziland, Thailand, Bhutan, Tonga, and Japan. And it's like, oh yes, that's right. Because um, according to the British royalty, that's because if it's not white, it's simply not right. So <laughs> Yeah. And you just see that more and more on display with uh, if you watch the Harry and Meghan documentary and if you just kind of pay attention to Britain history and the the empire, which brings me to the Lady Vanishes with Caldecott and Charles being so English. <laughs> You're just like, oh, man, that's that's it's just cast, cast, cast. Like, where yeah. does the cast come from? That that little island right <laughs> a there. little tiny place yeah um the baseball cast from bull durham and a mm-hmm. league of their own mm-hmm. and how women mm-hmm. who love baseball are treat or who yeah women who love baseball are treated by baseball and how baseball treats women of color and people of color and just and the cast within the cast of baseball how baseball has a racial cast and a gender cast, and also there's the baseball cast of the minor leagues, the major leagues, and all of that. Um, tying into a league of their own, how they're the All American Girls Pro Baseball League had no black players, and just mm-hmm. shout out to Peanut Jap- Johnson and just that nod scene. Um, and then finally, what 
I recommend if you didn't listen to it, because I was on one for that episode, the movie Colonizers of Fire, a.k.a. Chariots of Fire, which was also, like... (laughs) I forgot about that movie. It was low-key fun Black history film, because I went all in on that and cast in Chariots of Fire, and even came up with the name of my new cocktail, The Colonizer, I believe, in that episode. So those were so many great moments and cast of God with the Bushes that we did this year. That's right. I really feel like if if you um, feel like our our podcasts are a little long, listen to the beginning because cast is the one, two, three, fourth thing we do. And Aaron always does a really good job of of bringing cast to us. And if you think our podcasts are a little long, listen to us on 1.5 speed. And then yeah, that's yeah. True. It, it just flies by. It's very it, nice. That's what it I really do. does. It sounds like this and it really goes well. And why don't we do this all the time? Okay. <laughs> Favorite quotable. Now this is hard because Ooh. in the movie you just said with the two British guys, the lady vanishes. Yes. That quote about, um, they can't do anything to us. We're British or whatever it was, but I don't have that one. I have. <laughs> forget this, about that one. Yeah, forget about that. This it's is great. This one is from Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. Make sure we get the right drinks, because if I get club soda, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word. I have a runner. My runner-up is from Lord Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. A better job, more money, a little fun, what any girl wants. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. But my quote of the year is from Bull Durham. The world is made for people who aren't cursed with self-awareness. Oh, yes, yes I had that. Oh, yes, yeah. that's right. And another one that I liked from Bull Durham was, honey, all of us deserve to wear white. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I right? have that. I have that as well. I was looking at that. I have in cover up <laughs> drink. <laughs> um, I have Hilda's never happy unless she's unhappy. Mm-hmm. Which is that sounds very, very close right now. I know. I, that's, a, that's a lot of people. And if you can identify that in people and then realize that it and it's hard, but it kind of gets starts to give you space and then you can have it not make you unhappy as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't want him killed, why'd you leave him with me? Exactly. Don Cheeto. Devil in a blue dress. Yes. Yeah. Of course, the iconic from Paper Moon, I want my $200. <laughs> um, bicycle thief, why kill myself worrying well when I'll end up just as dead anyway? Yes. Yeah. Great. Um, I have from a league of their own, are you coming? And see how it works is the train moves, not the station. <laughs> From John Lovett. He's like, are you coming? See how it works is. You move. Not the station. Um, And then I have. Well, that's the game, is it? During the knife fight and the lady vanishes. Because just the way that it was said was so British and so hilarious. Um, Well, the Pope may be French, but Jesus is bloody English. I feel like that's from the lady vanishes, but maybe not. It might not be. And uh, my final runner-up is, oh, Maggie, in the world of advertising, there's no such thing as a lie. There's only expedient exaggeration in North by Northwest. Yes. But I feel like my quote of the year is from the color of money, luck itself is an art. Mm. Said by... Okay. Um... Well, now we're going to do best action movie, and we did one. 
We did a couple. Okay. Um, From Russia with Love. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. What uh, what other? Well, I forgot about Russia with Love. So I went with, so I had a scene. I originally wrote Devil in a a Blue Dress shoot him up scene. Mm. I don't remember it that well, but apparently it was really good. I and I think somebody died good in that because I had somewhere he died good. <laughs> he died good. And good then, yeah. What do you want in action scene? I was putting Shaw. I put Shawshank as my action movie. I yeah, I can see that. There was some action when he had to sneak out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a stretch, but. Beverly Hills Cop was an action movie. Well, that is true. For my honorable mentions, I have From Russia with Love and North by Northwest. Yes, North by Northwest. Yeah. But for my best action film for the year, I have Beverly Hills Cop. I'm going to change mine to North by Northwest. Yeah. I mean, the plane scene is so iconic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, from Russia with Love, there was a lot of cast going on in there too. Oh, I mean, this is God with the Bushes. The this is all, all these movies have such cast. <laughs> okay, cringe-inducing Hall of Fame. Oh, where is that? Mine was the MGM had to build a tent next to their commissary. For the cast of Todd Browning's Freaks to be able to eat because they couldn't be in the same commissary with the pretty people. Yeah, that's so super cringe inducing. Yeah. Yeah, that goes, that definitely goes in. Yeah, it was very cringe inducing. Actually, I have to say that movie was very cringe-inducing for me, and Aaron and Christine had to talk me through it so that I could see that, yeah, they were actors. They deserved to be seen as well as everybody. So I was kind of in the in the commissary with them, but then um, you guys um, broadened my horizon on that. That's well, funny because my note for that that I wrote down when we did the movie was for cringe inducing moment was Liz's face during the first 10 minutes <laughs> discussing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I, I, and I ended up going with, I wrote human, human zoos, just like so much about every, like that mm-hmm. movie hit every single piece ever, all kinds of cast. It certainly did. It certainly did. Yeah, I agree. I, think that of all because it's just one of those interesting things and and why I like going back and revisiting it because people they're like oh it's unfair to put some like that in the time frame and compare it to today but I think it's important to compare and contrast it so like you say it's easy to look at that and be and see it like how you saw it Ma is just like uh uh this is oh this is so uncomfortable and so but and I felt like they were they were using the people who were physically different yeah but then at the same time it's this thing of well they're living in this time period in when this is how they are treated and they actually get to star in a movie exactly it's this horrible thing where yeah this is the world that they're living in but at the same time, they're able to tell the story, and it's a great film, and it's just sad how that's the thing that overrides it, is, mm-hmm. is this like cringe-inducing thing, but if you can kind of peel back the layer, and you can kind of see how and why it's become this this underground like cult classic kind of thing, because it's like, oh, we, people were aware of it in the time, but this was this was the like yeah there's problems with it and and it's not gonna pass muster in 2022 but for what it was trying to do and the system that it was within it was like like pretty remarkable you know 
I kind of, in a way, I kind of see as like how Frederick Douglass, in the time where there was slavery, he was able to escape and go around and talk, but he couldn't be probably as boisterous as he wanted to be. Like he still had to be within the confines because they were gonna like throw him out. It's like like in Hamilton, you got to be in the room where it happens, and in order to be in the room where it happens, you can't. You have to be able to fold to get into the doorway right. into the room where it happens. Right. So nice. Okay. Um, memorable reheatables. I have Christina playing the bartender. <clears throat> I fix all my uncle's drinks this way from Mommy Dearest. No. Oh. Mm. My memorable reheatable is no wire hangers. <laughs> That's why you got wooden ones for Christmas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, let me see. I have the mouse pour in Devil in a Blue Dress. How he poured the booze. Oh, yes. Generously. I, uh, I have this as a negative reheatable. The hail and farewell. Hail and farewell Hitler hand gesture from room service in 1938. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, uh. oh, wow. uh, Marla taking off her hat, entering Wrigley Field in a league of their own. Mm. The rock going through the poster in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. And Teeny's take, jousting is like the NFL from a knight's tale. <laughs> Keep thinking how true, brute strength, strategy, limited action. Action's only three seconds, and they huddle up, and then action, and concussions, and maybe death, as we've seen. So, it's right on, Every day, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, Teeny knows. Teeny picks bangers. Memes worthy. I think Faye Dunaway doing the face plant in the ice, a la Paul Newman, would be a great meme. Just lunging your face into the ice. Oh, yeah. That is true. I put anything from Mommy Dearest and or Death Becomes Her. <laughs> yes. Oh, any of the death the becomes her. Oh, the whole movie. Death becomes her is the walking meme. It is. Mm. When they're picking skin off of each other at the end. I'm gonna pick from the color of money when Paul Newman's sitting at the bar and he hears that break and it's just like just that turnaround. What was that? Alrighty, uh, Fuckboy Award. Ooh. My runner-up is Cleopatra in Freak Show. Yes, I have her. Her specifically her wedding scene. Uh, you know what? Another meme I thought of was Cleopatra at the very end of Freak Show. Freaks. <laughs> Look at you. Oh yeah. Um, you know. Oh. Um. Yeah. Also, another runner-up is Colbert in Lourdes. <clears throat> I don't remember why. <laughs> uh, oh, because he's, um, it's Charles Coburn. He's a white supremacist, the actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, very, okay. very, very oh. problematic views, the actor. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but mine is Roseanne, Shelley Winters in a patch of blue. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was. So Ooh. I I had her and Cleopatra. I also had Stillwell from A League of Their Own. He was a little boy. I just oh. hated him so much. Oh yes. 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 Oh yes. He's a little baby fuckboy. But yes. <laughs> I think my winner is the guy who had the family move all the way across the country in a dream for Christmas when there was wow. no job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Gotta get the news out there. But they lied to him. So is he the fuck boy or is the congregation that had his family lie, you know? Like he, well, he thought there was a job. 
I guess he. No, no, no. I'm not saying not the guy who moved. Oh, like the people who were like, "Here's the job for you. Yes, Come on, yes. move your whole family right, out." Yeah, right. Right. yeah. It is just yeah. Oh, which time. I also forgot to add that one of my reheatables was Joey from A Dream for Christmas, the little boy. The, the I agree. I I had boy. that too. How he built the fireplace for his. We didn't do brother. MVP this year, but he would have been my MVP. Yeah, we didn't. Wonder oh, what I have. MVP. I have MVP. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I had a weird list. Well, Joey's mine. <laughs> okay, I'm going to re-add MVP. Yeah, Joey, miniature poppy. <laughs> <laughs> I have, um, let's see, I have DeWitt in Devil in a Blue Dress. Um, He shows up nicely for Easy, but then when he makes the white boy orally assault Easy, that was just very bad. It's just such toxic masculinity. I was just like, ah, this turd. Um, Antonio Ricci in Bicycle Thieves. Mm-hmm. The lot when he would kept cutting the line, and he's not in line at the start for a job, and he's just lazy in bike security. He slaps his son, orders a whole bottle of wine, says there's nothing they can they can't do anything. He has his wife go and get water. And she has to carry the buckets by herself while he's carrying nothing. Yeah, but then then I do have a slight, uh, just a slight other side of this. Of like, well, he probably did see a lot of shit in war. But then he's in Italy in this time. A lot of those men probably saw a lot of shit in war. Exactly. So, yeah, but he's, yeah, that guy. Especially when he slaps his little son. I know, how dare he. Sam Waterston's character, Frank Canton in Heaven's Gate. He had a 125-person kill list of immigrants. Man, oh, you know yeah. you know how that guy feels today. He'd be like, what happened in 2008? Say what now? <laughs> you elected who? Um, The Warden Gutton in Shawshank Redemption. And finally, this is for Teeny. I thought she was going to mention it. Fuckboy Award. Vincent, played by Tom Cruise in The Color yeah. of Money. Oh, God, how did he not win? I forgot to write him in my notes. That's how. Yeah, so there you go. A little gift. If we had LVP, he could be LVP. We chose to we chose to not dwell on the negative. Also, another fuckboy award is the dude um, from uh, Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah, the guy that made Mount oh, yeah. Rushmore. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen to North by Northwest. We get into that guy. We we, we roast him. Yeah, he's a fuckboy. And the only way to find out about it was to put Mount Rushmore and racism in the Google search. Because if you just do Mount Rushmore, they don't tell you anything about that. Oh, yeah. But that's, you know what? I got to add that to shit I learned this year. It's just yes. whatever you're looking for, racist. And a whole new world opens <laughs> up to you. So I added a new um, category this year, something I learned. Because when I was going back through my notes, I saw this. And um, I remember learning the difference between Art Nouveau and Art Deco. Oh, from Grand Hotel. <clears throat> Art Nouveau started in the 1890s and went to about 1910. The female form, lots of curves, lots of vines inspired by Japanese art. Then Art Deco came in the 20s and 30s, lots of geometric shapes inspired by African art. So that's the difference. I think the Chrysler building is Art Deco. I think so, too. That's what I learned. I learned a lot of stuff, but that's the one I remembered. I learned, mine seems silly, that I wrote, I learned that kangaroo hunting is like deer hunting in America. Kangaroo hunting is in, in Australia is like deer hunting in America. And I had no idea. That was from The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, that, another great movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
I learned some other things about kangaroos this year, but I don't think I should share them on this podcast. Oh, I've now never... I'm. When what? You should Google it. Dean, why? Kangaroos, I believe kangaroos have two, you know what? Oh. Penises? Two pronged. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I will I wonder why. Maybe t- I don't know. Is the the pouch involved in some way? <laughs> Does the pouch get in the way? I always it has to do with how they um inject oh. their stuff, you know. Oh, interesting. I the thing about kangaroos is the pouch always made me feel very uncomfortable. I didn't because I don't understand the the inner lining of the pouch. Is it just fur and then it's like a pouch or is it like the insides? No, I think it's fur. I think it's it's like being in a fur pocket. Oh, well, a female kangaroo has three vaginas also and two uteruses. Wow. So it would need to be pronged. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the third prong? If there's three. Well, no, because the baby comes out of the middle one. They don't put it in there. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, they have. So with this reproductive system, a female kangaroo could be continuously pregnant with a fertilized egg and a uterus and one uterus waiting to be released. A baby growing in the other uterus, one inside her pouch and another hopping outside, coming in, coming to its mother for milk. Can you? Oh my god! It's so much fun. So no wonder kangaroo hunting's like deer hunting. Yeah. But also, um, kangaroos might be the new representation of uh, girl power. I don't know what the women's rights. Another unique feature of these animals is that female kangaroos can practice birth control during drought and starvation by putting the babies growing in her uteruses on hold, stopping their future development until conditions improve. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just by thinking it? This has caused embryonic diapause. Then when the mother's pouch becomes free, the next baby will be born and moved into the pouch and the fertilized egg on hold will start developing into a new fetus. Now that is fascinating. And population, so populations can increase rapidly when food is plentiful. Wow. I have so many inappropriate things to say. The pouch provides a young kangaroo with food, warmth, shelter, and protection as it grows. But how's it provided with food if it's first? See, that's the thing. It has a horizontal horizontal opening on top and is lined with muscles and ligaments that allow it to expand to accommodate the growing joey inside. The inside of a kangaroo's pouch is warm, nearly furless, and has four nipples that supply milk with different nutrients. In addition, the pouch is lined with sweat glands that release antimicrobial fluid to protect the joey from germs, viruses, and parasites. Oh, now I'm in. See? I was gonna say, now you're in. All the way back. Now I'm in. <laughs> it basically sounds like the uh, there the, the pouch has one of those Coca-Cola machine vending machines where you just press what you want and then also just san- hand sanitizer, just streaming like, in, like bubble baby. <laughs> A bubble baby. Uh, well, that's interesting. Okay. Sorry. Well, there's the more you know about kangaroos. Yeah. That's fascinating. Thank you. Put this on my 2023 list. <laughs> Should I learn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I learned I learned so much from the... But as soon as I saw this, like, because you, you know, you added it, Ma. And so I, I renamed it for me, Crazy Shit I Learned. And the first thing oh, okay. that I, the first thing that I learned was I was like, oh, the, the stuff about Haiti having to pay reparations to France yes. for freedom, yes. basically robbing it of three hundred billion in today's money. But so then I kept looking to see like, oh, what movie did what movie did I do that? What movie did I do that? That's because I didn't do it in twenty twenty two. I did it in twenty twenty one, September of twenty twenty one in Rebecca. But it's so mm. fucked up that I just. It just it just keeps in my it's just the thing that pops up. And I was like, oh wow. So I had I felt like I had to mention it because it's 
it's it's still like wow. It's worth mentioning again, and we didn't have this category last yeah, year. Last year, um, a may another thing that I learned was a major reason why traffic is so fucked is because of cast, and that was from mm-hmm. a, a yep. dream for Christmas. Yeah, just just going out of its way to to if you ever look at you're like why is the interstate all fucked up? It's going out of its way to go in the black and brown communities, <laughs> displace them. Um, from a bicycle thief, how Ghana got its independence in the fifties, and that started in 1948. Um, Sister Rosetta Tharp basically invented rock and roll, and you may mm-hmm. push back on me, but. Chuck Berry said he was quoted as saying that his career is one long Sister Rosetta Tharp impersonation. And I learned mm-hmm. that when we did the Runaways. Um, and then these are two things that Teeny taught me. Learning about Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Bowser, a.k.a. Richmonia oh, yeah. Richards from The Lady Vanishes. That was awesome. And learning about Cicero Murphy Black, or Cicero Murphy, the black pool champ from The Color of Money. Oh, yeah. Outstanding. So we are to our top five movies. We changed that from our favorite movie because we just couldn't do it. Oh, wait. But what about... I have I have best ride or die. I have best m- moment. I think you used an old list. I yeah, did you use were, an old you, list. Were, you were going from your old list and just changing it, and you didn't pay attention to the new list that I texted. No, up. I only used the new list. Me too. Ah, this is the list that I have been keeping for the whole year. Oh, mm. well, go ahead with whatever you have. Yeah. You renegade. All right. Best, best ride or die, I have Gus in Asphalt Jungle, because when he agreed to pay off Dix's debt, I was like, why? But that that's a good friend. I have Doris and May in A League of Their Own. Those mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from The Lady Vanishes, I have the nun not poisoning Gilbert and Iris and then running out to change the train and getting shot. Like, all right. She, she did you wrong, but then she did you great. Mm-hmm. Sacrificed her life. And then... Now, man, my best moments when Paul Newman picks up Diane Carroll in Paris Blues. Uh, best care. Well, I already did that. Best nerd alert. Lonnie Linya from yeah. Russia with Love. Um, the doctor's office scene in Coda. How hilarious and great comedy that was. Mm-hmm. The asphalt jungle, the slap scene. Open hand, backhand all over the room. <laughs> I have TPB, Teeny Picks Bangers. That started with the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> um, the Baroness, uh, ter- like how she says, there has been no English lady here. And her whole vibe was just funny to me. The um, Baroness from? From The Lady Vanishes. Oh. Remember, there has been yeah. no yeah. English lady here. Um, the Queen and Charles in the Land Rover. And <laughs> Charles is like, why do they hate us? And the Queen is like, not us. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fist at the tip of Adamar's lance in yes. A Night's Tale. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very Bush family thing. Mm-hmm. Sydney Pollock's doctor scene and death becomes her. <laughs> and from Mommy Dearest, when you, how young Christina just says, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, well, we'll talk um, about adding back some of those if we want to next year. <laughs> but now we are to our top favorite movies. Um, okay, so I'm going to do my top five. Yep. Paper Moon. Love, love me some Paper Moon. Coda. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, I loved yeah. Coda. And then he was on Dancing with the Stars. And um, his partner was so good. She learned some sign language and they had different ways to communicate. And on his last dance, um, they turned the music off so that every hearing person in the watching knew what it was like for him to dance, not hearing the music. It was okay. So loved Coda. Um, I had Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, but then I had to move it on out for Shawshank Redemption. Mm -hmm. uh, North by Northwest. But mm -hmm. my favorite this year was The Lady Vanishes. You've heard us talk in almost every one of our categories about something about The Lady Vanishes. So those are mine. Well, I'm going to give my runners up anyway. Yes. My runners up were Shawshank, Deer Hunter. I oh, know. Yeah. Mommy Dearest, and Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Yeah. Yes. But my top five, I guess I'll go from bottom to top. They're not really ranked, except for number one. Devil in the Blue Dress, I really mm. enjoyed. And I want to read, I, I really liked. It's based off of the Walter Mosley book. I made, I read one and that makes me want to read more. Mm. Um, Cat People, I liked it. Cat People, oh, yeah. it was good. It was Pleasantly. good. I really enjoyed it. Read it in my alley. Um, Lord. Yes. Paris Blues. I think it was like one of the first movies we did last year. It was, a, it was number four. One. Yeah, Am because his birthday is January 26th. Mm. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Um, and my top movie is Death Becomes Her. I loved it. Oh, it, was, it was so good. It was so good. I have my honorable mentions North by Northwest, Shawshank Redemption, Freaks. Also, the Asphalt Jungle, how the locations were in Lexington, Keeneland, and Cincinnati. That's just crazy. So uh, my top five, I guess in no particular order except for the last one, The Lady Vanishes. Just so thoroughly enjoyed it. A League of Their Own. Yes. Just really enjoyed it. Lord. Um, I really enjoyed The Bicycle Thieves. I did too. I mean... It's the reason there's a best foreign language film in the Oscars. So that's <laughs> kind of kind of funny how just well if it's not in English, it's bullshit. Um But I, I guess I got it my my favorite film. And of course like Death Becomes Her, like honorable mention. There's like so many great ones. But my favorite is just Paper Moon. I just mm. love like the the little I don't know. It, it's very problematic, but you get to be a, at a little kid acting like an adult and you throw in con artistry in there. You throw in a little bit of Madeline Kahn as well. And it's in black and white. Ryan O'Neill looks fantastic. Tatum O'Neill is a little kid smoking cigarettes and basically has the world all figured out. But you're like, you're a little kid. You can't have it figured out. It's during the depression it just it just feels dusty yes like, didn't like, it think when you're watching it you're just dusting yourself off because it just feels so dusty and like like coughing like oh, there's no dust in here is it let me dust this place <laughs> so yeah that's what i said that set me off on a tatum o'neill tangent where i read her two memoirs yeah i didn't i didn't grab them when i was home they will be available um, so that is our Gone with the Bushes end of the year awards for 2022. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what a great year. What had. a good year of oh, lots wait. of good movies. I ha did we do MVP? I have no, an MVP. Did you? Did you that wasn't on this year's Did list. you see the list that I sent you? Okay, I'm <laughs> adding it back in for next year, but go ahead, your this MVP. Is this is going to happen to us next year because I already did the template 
of this, but I, I just that. added the ones that you had. I don't know where I got this template from, but I don't yeah. either. I guess so. Last year, I have for MVP Higgins comb over in three days. The con of the condor. Oh, <laughs> uh, Thelma shoemaker. Um, because if the State Department agreed with her and South Africa being fuckboys for uh, having apartheid, where would Martin Scorsese be? That was found out in The Color of Money. She's pretty much edited all his films, and she could have had a career in the State Department, but she voiced her opposition to South Africa and its apartheid regime. And they were like, oh, you're not State Department material. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, Mrs. Foy in The Lady Vanishes. Gina Davis in A League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. And young Enzo Staiola yes. as Bruno. Oh, in yeah. Bicycle. oh yeah. So cute. Remember, I was like, he was so cute. He was so cute. So adorable. So next year, Aaron's going to send out the list. So that we are all on the same page. No, that's why I was like, what? I'll send, I'll send the categories that I have, and then we'll figure out what categories that we. Okay, want. we will, we will. Okay. So, um, it is Happy New Year, twenty twenty three. Erin, what are we doing next week? Man, guys, I'm so excited. This film, because we flip the calendar to 2023 which makes this film the 30th anniversary of this film i can't believe that this film is 30 years old i can't believe it it's going to spawn a new catchphrase at the beginning of this podcast gone with the bushes oh you guys have a a a clue as to what it is well it's no but it's 1993 yes no clue 1993. Well, we we could use a little bit more than 1993. Well, I gave you that it was going to be. Remember, well, you guys probably don't remember. When I, I do remember you were going to have a new catchphrase. Uh-huh. I just don't remember what it is. Yeah, it's a biopic. Of a current living legend, knock on wood, continues. Starring a national treasure that has been in a recent blockbuster film and is ageless, whose son pranked her, and that kind of went viral over the Christmas holiday. This, the biopic's person, male or female, it's a female, left. A good job in the city. Oh, oh, what's love got to do with it? Yes. Finally. Yeah. Listen to the story now. The new catchphrase. (laughs) I can't believe this film is 30 years old. I was like, oh my gosh, it came out in 93. It's, It's 2023. It's 30 years old. And it's been a long time since I've seen it. So I wonder... The great Angela Bassett. Yes. Yes. And and Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. Who doesn't look anything like Ike Turner. No. But, but, he, he but has like... the vibes. <laughs> he totally <laughs> nailed the Ike Turner vibes. Okay, where do we see this? Um, I, I think it's it's just I mean I can like try to look real fast if you two vamp. I'm going to have to get a new notebook. You well, didn't get yourself one for Christmas? Yeah. No. Oh, I know I have to. I get to start using my new one. I'm so excited. You can watch it on Prime. Okay. Apple? Uh, I think you can, like, rent it. Not that. Apparently there's a uh... maybe Disney Plus. It's available. It's available wherever fine films are available. 
I, um, something came up on a feed yesterday. It was just yesterday I was watching it and it was um, the lip sync battle. Did you ever see John Krasinski doing uh, Rolling on the River in the lip sync battle, Aaron? No, I didn't. <laughs> it's hilarious. Is it good? Yes. Yes. It's very good. Yeah. Well, it's available. It should be available. You yeah. can rent it and, okay. and it's, it's around. Man, I just I just can't wait to get back get back into that time. I mean, I we'll get into it next week, but like Tina Turner and what's love got to I it's crazy. I was a little four year old kid and I was I thought that she was the same age as Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna. I thought she was like I I thought she was the coolest woman ever. Yeah. I was obsessed with Tina Turner. I I couldn't believe her hair did that, and then and then I learned the whole backstory of how like oh she's been, she was famous before, and mm-hmm. and I remember like I would be like oh ma can I have this and she'd be like no I'm like but I love you and she would be like what's love got to do with it and I was like but I <laughs> thought everything. <laughs> I don't think I ever scarred you that way. <laughs> No, but you like to, you love to quote Rolling Stones. Like, you love to quote those uh, classic rock quotes you back You can't then. always get what you want. That's... Yeah. Like, when you're waiting. I did that to Tommy on his walk. Time is on my side. I will wait you out. So, yep. Stay tuned. Well, listeners, that has been our year in review. We hope you have enjoyed it. And next week. We're rolling on the river. Oh man, like her dress. I can't wait. (laughs) I hope it holds up, except for my name. I got so many quotables already. (laughs) Bye. Bye.